and welcome to the fifth episode in International Airport Review's podcast series. My name is Tara Nolan, editor of International Airport Review, and your host today. There are a multitude of factors, political, social, economic, environmental, that can affect and impact airports and their operations. For this episode in our podcast series, I spoke to Karen D, Chief Executive of Airport Operators Association, to discuss some of these influences, predict how airports will have to adapt in the future, and gain advice from one of the most influencing women in aviation. Hi Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. Please can you give us a brief description of Airport Operators Association's role within the industry? Okay, so the AOA is a traditional trade association, which means we are all about representing our members. So a key part of our work is to work on behalf of our airport members to lobby government, to represent within Whitehall and within Parliament. But the other key element of what we do as a trade association is also sort of facilitating sharing of best practice amongst all our members so that they can learn from each other and work together to find new ways of addressing problems. And as chief executive, how do you manage these duties? Well, like any other uh, trade association chief executive, I have a great team, but also we are built on very clear governance, actually. So although I'm the chief executive, I am answerable to a board of directors who are made up of my airport members and they are elected. And so we have very clear governance structures. So my role really is to make sure that to test with the membership that we've got the right messaging, that have the right priorities and to make them understand how we will go about representing them going forward. Amazing. Do you enjoy it? I love it. It's great. I've been here nearly three years now, but most of my career has been in transport and trade association. But airports are so exciting. I love it. So during my short time within the aviation industry, sustainability and passenger experience, which is of course greatly linked to technology, have really stood out as two topics that are greatly affecting the industry. What else do you witness being at the forefront of airports' minds? Well, I think you're right, firstly, to pick up on sustainability and passenger experience and and just on sustainability. You know, airports are really up for playing their role in uh, helping to achieve net zero. We're in a pretty good place. It's going to be challenging but we've got a good track record within aviation in the UK of uh, doing that. We've got a lot of work in conjunction with airlines and with fuel manufacturers, airspace, modernisation, all of those things that are going to play a really important role on sustainability. I do genuinely see that as being a real front and foremost challenge for 2020. And passenger experience, if we don't deliver for our passengers, they will decide not to use us. And of course, that's not going to be good for us, not going to be good for the airlines. And that's why actually, as an industry across all of aviation we have always been focused on passenger experience and I think that that will drive some real innovations going forward. It is quite a complex environment when you've got lots of different players, you've got ground handlers, you've got airports, you've got airlines and sometimes making all of those elements work together can be quite challenging but that's one of the things I think we have to face head on. Beyond those two, of course, a key role, I think, for all of us in this sector is going to be making sure that we can continue to support the UK economy. So whatever happens as we leave the European Union, aviation will have a really crucial role to play in ensuring we can continue to make the UK economy be outward looking, outward facing and and able to trade. So that's going to be one key challenge. And I also think just linked to sustainability, things like surface access. So making sure that 
people traveling to and from the airports have a, a variety of choices on how they get there that they can choose as a public transport if it works that you know as airports we can facilitate people arriving in electric or other zero carbon technologies that will be something we'll have to work on and of course in airport technologies so things like how do we automatic bag drops all of those sorts of things are going to be challenges for us to continue to innovate through what might be quite a challenging economic period for a little while there's lots of aspects to think about indeed there are and that makes it challenging for the industry but aviation is known for its innovation and especially within the uk so i think the industry's shown it's up for the challenge i think it's just something we will be embracing as we go forward and and try and find those solutions so looking back to 2019 what do you believe the three biggest disruptors which could have been positive or negative were to the aviation industry well, I suppose if you think about almost a year ago, an obvious disruptor to one of my key members of, of course, was drones. And, you know, we're all touching wood to hope that similar circumstances are not going to occur again. Actually, the industry and government and all of those parties have moved a long way through the year. So it takes solutions to mitigate against future disruption, working with other bits of national infrastructure, learning lessons there, and also coordinating with government on what could be the best response. So I think we're very much better prepared for any sort of improper use of drones but of course actually as an industry we're quite excited about the opportunities that drones hold for us in the future so it's a twin sword that one i guess the other one that we can't ignore is airline consolidation instability so collapse of thomas cook for example was a huge hit to the uk aviation industry affecting many of my members so clearly making sure that any government reaction in terms of insolvency policy or future plans around repatriation systems, all of those sorts of things need to be equitable for all parties involved, just to make sure that we can keep providing the services that we we should going forward. So possibly a bumpy road, but I think a lot for the industry to learn there. And I suppose if I were looking on a positive disruptor, although perhaps we're looking at a disruption that hasn't happened, I would say Brexit. <laughs> Brexit has loomed large for not just for the aviation industry, for the, for all of us in the UK. I'm pleased to say, actually, that as a sector, all the way through, we have worked really well with government. We've been very well prepared. And regardless of the outcome of Brexit, had we left during 2019, which we didn't in the end, but we were prepared. We had all the agreements that we needed in place. And I hope that that will continue to be the case as we move forward into 2020. Yeah, definitely. So as you mentioned 2020, looking ahead to the year, what do you predict will have a big impact on airports and their operations? So starting where I finished, if you like, Brexit, obviously, we will continue to make preparations, make sure that we're working with the government, the new government on its plans so that we're clear about what the timetables are. So that will be a sort of challenge. But I think we're pretty well prepared for that. It will just be about the time scales involved and making sure that we maintain consumer confidence, that they understand that our industry is well prepared. So that will be something, a theme, I guess, running through the year. And obviously, sustainability and tackling the climate emergency has moved up the agenda through this year. For Some would say for us, it, it never left. We've been working on it for more than 10 years. So we've got some good plans. I think Sustainable Aviation will be publishing quite a few new documents, updating those, showing how we can 
map out the future to play our role in meeting the net zero. And for airports specifically, there'll be a lot of work for us to do to share best practice on airport operations. What, what are the things that they can do outside of the flights part? What does good look like in terms of managing your waste, in terms of your supply of power supplies to the airport, all of those sorts of things. So there'll be a lot of work there. And I suppose the one big project that I think is going to be absolutely crucial, both for maintaining efficiency of aviation in the UK, but also a key part in achieving our carbon and air quality and noise ambitions, is going to be airspace modernisation. For those that know, it's a very outdated system. The way we manage airspace is been in place very safely since the 1950s, but it's a bit like trying to manage the road traffic without motorways. So that's going to take a lot of work for all airports, um, working very closely with all the um, airspace providers in designing that system and upgrading that system so that it's able to accommodate all of the best new technologies, aircraft that we have these days and allowing them to meet their full potential. And also making sure that we're more efficient, that we can build in quieter routes some respite for communities around airports. A whole lot of big wins that can come from that. But like any other big infrastructure project, I think that's going to be quite challenging and going to require a lot of collaboration across the whole of the industry, including government. How would you suggest airports prepare for the modernisation of the airspace? I think the key thing about all of these things, so so airspace modernisation, I mean, the airports are already working very closely together with NATS and other providers and with government to say, well, how do we manage this programme? What's our role in this and how do we bring that all together? And actually, that kind of cooperation and collaboration is really a message for airports and the industry across all of these challenges. The more that we can learn from each other and share our understandings, the, the better place we will be both to deliver and also to highlight when things are going wrong or if, um, you know, if rules or regulations need to be changed, we get that by understanding from each other what the problems are that we need to address. Amazing. So looking ahead even further, in 20 years time, how different do you see an airport will be in comparison to today's? I mean, there's, there's a couple of things. It's very difficult to predict 20 years ahead, unless you've got a crystal ball, which I don't. <laughs> but I mean, there are some obvious trends that we are beginning to see. So first, airports, the role that they will serve in future could change. We'll, we're seeing lots more airports functioning in, as a kind of transportation hub where we see more links with the other modes, particularly if we get more surface access schemes in and, you know, some of the big rail schemes that we have those will be linking in to make journeys more seamless and of course who knows whether or not urban air mobility will take off in in a few years but you could imagine a future where airports become more of interchanges and a real center of opportunity within their regions driving the economy locally and of course the other area where we are bound to see lots of changes um, on technologies so we're already seeing various technological advances which make passenger experience a lot more seamless so we've got automated bag checking systems, could see bags being picked up from your home and checked in without you having to take it. We're seeing next generation security, what will happen to the border as technology evolves. All of those things perhaps being more personalised, more seamless and less paper uh, involved. So quite an exciting time as technology takes off. 
Yeah, definitely. Are airports keen to become this multimodal hub or is there resistance in that area? I think that they, you know, airports are very innovative and what they want to do is provide an excellent service to their customers. So if they can see that there's an opportunity there and they can find a efficient and sensible and affordable way of doing it, then they will embrace it. That's the joy of working with such a sort of innovative sector. Now, sometimes that means that we're going to have to have either support, whether or not that's not necessarily financial, but sometimes regulatory support to help us get there. But certainly, if there's an opportunity there, they will embrace it. So to conclude, Karen, what is your most important piece of advice for an airport today? You would probably expect me to say this as a um, chief executive of the Trade Association, but what I would say to them is, look, engage, make sure that you are sharing, that your teams are engaging with your counterparts via your trade association, because there's a lot of information and understanding and a willingness to sort of collaborate amongst the airports. And that can really save a lot of time and really drive shared innovation. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And that concludes this episode of International Airport Reviews podcast. Thank you to Karen for her time today. The future of aviation is definitely full of opportunities for airports big and small, and the journey is set to be an exciting one. I hope you found Karen's insights into the industry interesting and helpful. I definitely did. Let me remind you that this podcast is available on our website, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Whilst you listen, double check you're subscribed to receive a free copy of our magazine and join us on our social media channels. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. I look forward to the next episode.